There's a conspiracy afoot that's pulling the world into darkness. Information is the new battlefield. Propaganda, disinformation, and media manipulation dominate the minds of the public. Join us on the Dark to Light Show as we remove the head of the snake and expose media censorship, social and cultural engineering, and the unfolding global conspiracy of the New World Order. All right, welcome back to the Doctor Light Show. My name is Josh here with Jim Price. Jim, I hope you're yes, doing well. And uh, today is Wednesday, so we're going to go on over the Doctor Kirk Elliott, and we're going to talk about the economy for a little while. Doctor Kirk right, Elliott, see how you guys are you in a minute today. See you, Jim. <coughs> I'm doing great. How are you, Josh? Oh, I'm doing well, man. I'm doing well. I mean, as, as well, I guess, as we can be doing <laughs> this day and age. How, how are you doing, Kirk? Oh, I'm doing, I'm doing great. You know, never, never a lack for weird news. So, um, you know, just yesterday morning, I was, I was reading about what you and I have been talking about for a while, central bank digital currency. And then we talked about, you know, last week, the Bank of International Settlements with Project Icebreaker and Project Aurora and the, the mechanism that they want to use to real-time transaction monitoring of every person and every company and every bank in every country around the world. I mean, that's a lot of people, right? Everybody with a bank account. Well, it took one weird step further yesterday morning. Um, I, I was reading the, some, some analysis of the World Economic Forum and the United Nations. So they're planning a digital ID linked to bank accounts. Okay, so so this gets really squirrely and, and strange. So so UN Secretary General Antonio Guterres, um, he has a vision for the future, right? It's like this grand, grand, broad sweeping. Um, I don't know what you call it, common agenda, I guess. So so, but here's their their uh, policy briefs. They had three of them. From this, from this research that they're doing. One is called the Global Digital Compact, Reforms to the International Financial Architecture and the Future of Outer Space Governance. <laughs> <It's> like, <okay>. What? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's like, seriously, outer space governance? I, it's not Star Trek. It's the United Nations, right? But, but all of this is, is in these documents. And so, so here's what they planned for the summit for the future, right? And this is from directly from the report. It, digital IDs linked with bank or mobile money accounts can improve the delivery of social protection um, coverage and serve to better reach eligible beneficiaries. Okay, so let's break that down a little bit, right? So who are the eligible beneficiaries of this plan? It would be every bank holder in the world, right? They're the eligible beneficiaries because these are the digital IDs that are going to be linked to their bank or mobile money accounts, like Venmo, PayPal, things of that nature, right? So it's all money transactions. Now, how do you improve the delivery of social protection coverage to people that have bank accounts? This is where we start to go into the other projects that they've already identified. Project Icebreaker, which basically stops wires from bank to bank if your ideology doesn't match up with theirs. So if the uh -huh. use of funds 
doesn't add up, they're not going to let the wire go through. Now, you couple that with Project Aurora, that's the real-time transaction monitoring of every bank to stop money laundering. That's their goal. At least that's what their stated goal is. But really, it's all about people control. So now you add this element to it. Social protection coverage. Now, as it applies to um, (laughs) Project Icebreaker, no wires from bank to bank unless the ideology matches up with theirs, match that to their social protection coverage. So let's say you were sending money to your political party, you know, to a candidate that's running for office. And say, wait a second, this isn't, this candidate doesn't believe in the social issues that we do. We're simply going to protect the people and not allow this transfer. Or what if your carbon footprint is too big? It's okay, you, you, you drive a gas-guzzling truck, Josh, and they don't like it because they want you to use green energy. Well, it's like, okay, that's a social protection coverage issue because we're trying to protect the world from pollution and this bad person who's spending too much on gas, right? So, so they would block that. Or what about if you don't eat the right food? What if you don't give to the right church? What if you don't do anything, right? So this social protection coverage matches up with the statement of the, the Bank of International Settlements Project Icebreaker, ideological differences can cause them to not send money, which matches up with Dr. Pippa Malmgren's vision for programmable money with central bank digital currency that says if your social credit score, your your basically digital social profile or your ESG doesn't match up to what they want, they'll cut you off from buying or selling. All of these things are now saying the exact same thing but they just added one more element. Instead of calling it, we're not. We're going to block your money from being moved if it, if your ideology doesn't match up with us. They softened the language to say the delivery of social protection coverage. Doesn't that sound nicer? Doesn't that sound like a kind of benevolent way of pretending that they they care for everybody on the planet? No, they don't. They want to control everybody on the planet, right? And so, but it goes one step further. It says how they're going to do this. So they want to issue a card. Um, basically, it's a biometric like identifier card. View it as like a, a credit card or maybe your driver's license or passport or something that's tied to you that is also tied to your bank account, which is also tied to your digital social profile, which is why I think it's going to be more than just a credit card. It is going to be like a driver's license or a passport of some sort tied to your money because that's the only way you can couple your money with a digital social profile. I mean, this is getting this is getting creepy, but when did they say they want to do this? Is this like some grand vision for down the road? No. September of this year is when they want to release all of this, right? So it's like, oh my word, we're, we're actually looking at at these dystopian movie type movie scripts that's actually real life and it's right underneath us masked as a global digital compact right i mean this is this is insanity um that they want this to all be uh a a live actionable agenda by september of this year that's crazy kirk so 
It's interesting, too, because we've been talking about this, is that we have the FedNow system that's launching uh, currently right now. But we also have these cyber attacks that are coming. And, And this is where this system begins to fail, is that when you integrate a system like this that is completely dependent upon connectivity, electricity, right? What happens is you you increased the potential for exploitation, for energy attacks, for attacks on infrastructure in your grid, hacking, all these different types of things. To where in a moment's notice, uh, let's just assume that everybody goes over to this digital passport. This digital passport holds all of your identity, holds all of your bank accounts, all of your crypto accounts, all of your identifying remarks. You, You can't travel without this thing. Well, what happens right. then? You get a grid attack. The grid goes down for three months. You, you are quite literally screwed. And now if we go to examples that we saw in China, people were going to protest their bank in China. The Chinese government got wind of this. And they went in and changed their COVID passports, which they have to use for transportation systems in China, went and changed their COVID passports to red, flagging them that they needed to be quarantined before they got to the transportation system. So when they got to the subways and they scanned their vaccine passport, it came up negative and then they were taken in by the Chinese Gestapo and quarantined simply because they were going to protest. <laughs> wow. I mean, this is, so this is the danger of non-elected, non-governmental organizations or I, IGOs, right, that, that basically... Uh, are determining the future for America. I mean, Biden just did this in May. Biden and basically gave up sovereignty of America to the World Health Organization and to the president of the World Health Organization, 192 countries, all 192 of the 192 of the World Health Organization signed off on this, uh, this basically agreement that says they have uh, jurisdictional rights or sovereignty over the presidents of all member nations to say in a global health crisis, they can cut you off from opening up a bank account, they can cut you off from travel, like what you just talked about in China. They basically have more power than the presidents of these countries the president of the World Health Organization does. I mean, that makes him the most powerful person on the planet when he can stop commerce, he can stop banking, he can stop travel, he can stop anything, he can quarantine people, he can propose lockdowns because of a proposed world health crisis, which I've heard we're going to have another one this this winter during the flu season. We're going to probably have, a would be my guess, another big one during election season next year, right? That's in flu season again, but it's an election year. I mean... And, and we just gave up our sovereignty in May, but it's not just us. 192 countries basically said, yeah, sounds like a good idea. It's, it's wild and wacky to me how people would give up their freedoms out of fear for some perceived risk of, of a fake pandemic, right? I mean, it's just wild to me. Well, yeah, and, and you know, when we start looking at this situation with the World Health Organization, um, I, I did a show last night with uh, James, our buddy James Grunvig, and this is going to get a lot worse. And they are planning some things to take this down. And we actually talked about the Fed now system and how it integrates. And we're going to talk about this when we get back here with more Dark Delight Show. We'll be right back with Dr. Kirk Elliott. 
Dark Delight on the WYSL stations. All right. Back on the Dark Delight show. <clears throat> so, yeah, Kirk, last night we were talking about this, but the, the pandemic, Tedros over there, <clears throat> the World Health Organization. Oh, excuse me, hold on. <clears throat> All right. So we have the situation where there's a, an agreement reached between member countries with the WHO to where in the advent of a viral release, epidemic, pandemic, whatever it might be, the WHO can step in and basically take over that country's sovereignty and begin implementing restrictions because the WHO apparently knows best. Well, I've been tracking and following Bill Gates' GMO mosquitoes. And it's interesting because about two years after these things are released, you get massive outbreaks in these areas. Right now we're seeing it in Peru, 150,000 people are infected with dengue flu and over 300 or four, sorry, over 400 are dead. Um, and we're, we're seeing this kind of all over the place. And then all of a sudden I'm doing this research on the mosquitoes and the Russian general comes out and says that the United States is going to weaponize mosquitoes with malaria and they are genetically targeted malaria that are going to attack Russian soldiers. And people are like, this is oh, wow. so crazy. I'm like, no, this isn't crazy. But now if we think about it, people with compromised immune systems due to the, the bioweapon that was released upon them, and we have these killer mosquitoes out there running, now there's a heightened chance that this could potentially happen. Now, we don't think about it, but the effects of this economically are drastic. If you start having minor outbreaks where people are getting infected and dying of yellow fever, dengue, Zika, whatever it might be, this is going to drastically affect the economy. Not only that, is it going to help boost the pharmaceutical industry's uh, profit margin significantly. So we obviously know that the money's there. Um, oh, but there's, ahead, absolutely, there's absolutely no doubt. Um, I mean, the, the economic impact of any kind of a global contagion, right, or pandemic um, is massive. Look what happened with COVID. It changed the world forever because it wasn't just the loss of income that, that every, you know, uh, mom-and-pop store owner, big, massive companies, and everybody in between got. It changed society. Now you've got people working remotely, and that became a thing, and people aren't working as hard remotely, and now companies are wanting to bring these people back into the office, and they're like, no. We got used to working at home, and so they're having pushback. It's like so productivity losses are there. It, it's it's income was, is reduced because they they do lockdowns and people can't go shop. Right? I can't imagine the next pandemic how restaurants, for example, are actually going to be able to survive because they already had to blow all of their savings. Um, on the last pandemic, and now they're operating at the margin. If there's another one, they're just going to probably go out of business. I mean, these kind of things have a long-term impact, not to mention the massive amounts of tax obligations that governments have because they had to print money like there was no tomorrow that caused inflation, and then they have declining tax revenues because people weren't making money along with increasing expenditures because they're actually funding all these stimulus programs. It's like, oh, my word. It's like the worst possible scenario on the planet because of 
global health crisis, whether it's real or manufactured, right? But, but I do think that it's odd how a lot of times these come up during election cycles and it causes people to operate out of a state of fear and, and start to vote maybe in ways that they, they wouldn't do otherwise. You know, it's just, it's just bizarre to me how all of this works, how politics, economics, health crisis all seem to be intertwined. Uh, you know, I agree. I agree. And I think that there's one thing apparent is that we're headed towards some type of disaster with everything that's going on. We see the the globalists making their preparations. We see all the the same kind of indications from pre-COVID. We have the cyber attacks that um, happened last week that immediately were brushed over. Uh, oh, they're, they're not important. Um, they're not important. We had... You know, national laboratories that were hacked. We had various other parts of our government that were hacked that are critical systems. And nobody's talking about this. Then we go back to even the other hacks that happened over the last year. Um, Then we have Blinken over there laughing it up with Xi Jinping and bowing to China. We have the information coming out that the Taiwanese government um, is in election period. And now they are pro-China. And they're going to most likely win, which means that this is why the U.S. came out and said they don't recognize Taiwanese independence. Um, what are the repercussions if Taiwan aligns with China and leaves the United States in the dust? Well, look at all of the manufacturing that comes out of Taiwan, all of the merchandise. I mean, the, the exports that are going to be diminished, they might put tariffs on those products. Um, and now you, you have more of a manufacturing might that, that rolls into the BRICS nations when just not too long ago, you know, they were so basically on the verge of war that it's like America was going to have to be embroiled in a war with China, basically. Well, that seems to be off, but now it turns from a physical war to basically an economic war if they align economically. Well, that's not going to be good. I mean, if, if this somehow aligns... Taiwan with China. I mean, Taiwan, the Taiwanese Straits, that, that controls a large portion of the, the global trade of imports and exports, including 72% of global chip manufacturing. The war would be over before it even started. Oh, yeah. It, it would be over. You're absolutely right. That's, I, I believe that's completely accurate. Well, and looking at this, China has been buying massive amounts of gold. Um, We saw problems with the London uh, Metals Exchange a few months ago to where they sold fake nickel, just a bag of rocks and a vault. Um, Mm -hmm. We saw the Perth Mint sell billions of dollars worth of gold to China, which had been cored and had tungent in the center. I don't know if you heard about that one, but they sold the Chinese government billions of dollars worth of gold and it was fake gold. And this is the Perth Mint. Um, are, are we coming up on a crisis in the sense of uh, how much gold and silver is actually available out there? Because it seems like if they're, they're having problems filling these vaults, Perth Mint and the London Metal Exchange, with actual metals, there's something else going on here. Well, well, there is. And you look at, at how much gold has moved into countries' hands since 2010. Um, Russia, 1,600 tons, not, not ounces, 
not pounds, not tons, but thousands of tons, right? You've got China with almost 1,000 tons. You've got Turkey with over 400 tons. Uzbekistan, India, Kazakhstan, um, well, over 200 tons each. I mean, you look at that list, they're all BRICS nations, all in the hundreds of tons of gold that they've bought. So what's, wait a second, I thought they were going for central bank digital currency. What are they doing buying gold and silver? They're poo-pooing it. It's like, no, don't, don't listen to what they say. Watch what they do, right? They are amassing gold by the hundreds or thousands of tons, which means one of two things. Either they want to back their currency with gold, their central bank digital currency, and they're using it as like this dangling carrot to entice people into their system, or they might not believe that central bank digital currency is actually going to last because there's going to be a lot of public opposition, and they're fighting to be the world's reserve currency, and so they're backing up their currencies because with gold because you look at the Western economies on this list that I was finding these numbers from, we don't exist. The United States, Canada, Germany, United Kingdom, they're not even on the list, which shows me the pride of the Western economies thinking it's central bank digital currency or bust, right? We're not even looking at a plan B where the BRICS nations are, and I think they're playing this economic warfare game really smartly, sadly. I hate to say it, but they are, because they're covering their tracks on with a, with a basically CBDC possibly backed by gold, or if that doesn't, if that fails, they've got mountains of gold to back a, a, a paper currency, right? So, but I don't think we're going that far. I think it's for their CBDCs because here in August, the BRICS nations are meeting in Durban, South Africa, for some kind of a an announcement. Well, you put those together: South Africa, the largest gold mining country in the world; Durban, largest gold mine in the world. Why would the BRICS nations meet there rather than Moscow or Shanghai? Why are they meeting in Durban, South Africa? I think they're going to make an announcement that says their central bank digital currency is going to be backed by gold. Well, and that makes a lot of sense. I think that other African nations have already came out and said this same thing. Uh, Dr. Kirk Elliott, if people want to visit you, getgoldtoday.com. Get gold today. Get gold and silver into your portfolio. IRAs, 401ks, get them transferred over. Start an IRA. Buy just gold. Buy gold and silver. Getgoldtoday.com, 720-605-3900. Dr. Kirk Elliott, we'll see you next week. Thank you so much, my friend. Take care. We'll be right back with more Dark Delight Show right after this. Dark Delight on the WYSL stations. All right. Welcome back to the Dr. Light Show. <clears throat> Jim Price, how are you? Doing good, man. Doing good. How about uh, how about the world going around on its axis? You know, we, I, did we have the uh, the North Pole? Did it shift again this year? Are we moving the North Pole? <laughs> I mean, is that a thing? I, yeah. you got to walk me through the North Pole walking. Because uh, did people even know that, that the North Pole isn't where the North Pole was like even two years ago? They know about that. Well, do you talk about Greenland that at all? Now? Well, the mag- there's there's the there's true north and there's magnetic north, right? Right, right. So the magnetic north is like somewhere over Greenland now. It's deviated massively yeah. over 600 miles in the last decade and a half, which m- makes people think that we're headed towards a pole shift, right? Right. Well, that's the magnetic polarity, not really the pole shift. I mean, the magnetic polarity can spin and change any way it wants to, right? I mean, in reality, because of the well, I'm getting into a really deep conversation. It's not good for radio, but um, anyway, yeah. That, does it? Does people know? Do people know that? Does people know that? Does people know this? Uh, <laughs> that the magnetic 
poll has been shifting? Um, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Well, they they know it now if they're listening to us, and so. <laughs> Yeah, what we have is we've had deviation of the Earth's magnetic field so much that uh, airports and and other facilities have to realign their uh, their geomagnetic uh, sensors every year because there's right. such a deviation. And scientists yeah. believe that there's going to come a critical point to where that geomagnetic pole begins to deviate so much that it's going to cause a flip. Of right. the magnetic pole. Now, people say, like, when that happens, the whole Earth's going to stop and shudder, and, and that's not really? necessarily true. But th- there are some other. You're going to get this big. You're going to get this big planet to just like stop. <laughs> that's not <laughs> Aren't we going like 700 miles an hour or something? Like, if that's if we did that, everything on the Earth would scrub off. It would suddenly just shift to the right, or whichever way you're standing. Well, you know, there was an interesting article that came out in January. Mm-hmm. saying that the Earth's inner core may have stopped turning and could go in reverse. What? Now, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. The, the, That's some Superman kind of stuff. Yeah, the Earth is, uh, so the Earth's inner core may have paused and it could even go in reverse, according to the new research. Um, the research published by Nature Geoscience, um, Yi Yang, associate research scientist at Peking University, um, claims that seismic waves from the earthquakes have passed through the Earth's inner core along with similar paths since the 1960s. They've studied these. They've looked at these. The surprising observations that indicate that the Earth core has nearly ceased its rotation in the recent decade. It may be experiencing a turn back. And so this is actually 100% consistent of theoretical right. models of pole reversals. Okay. Because basically the, the, what they say is that the Earth's geomagnetic field, the Earth's electrical fields, are right. generated from the inner core. So you have an outer core, which is liquid metal, and then you have an inner right. core, which is proposedly solid metal, uh, solid iron and nickel, or it's crystalline. We don't really know. Um, but wow. the idea is that that thing twists and turns because of hot metal produces electric fields, and it's rotating, right, because of the magnetic right. fields. And this is what produces the Earth's electric field and magnetic field. Well, occasionally, I think every, what, 600,000 years or so, that pole shifts, kind of like uh, a reattenuation towards uh, its magnetic center or whatever. And right. we, ha- we are long overdue for one of these pole shifts. And a lot of the speculation well, our- in the 1950s and 60s said that when this happens, what will happen is the, co- the core of the Earth will reverse and when that reversal happens, the magnetic field will automatically flip. Now, people, scientists say nothing's going to happen. But if the core of the Earth did stop and shuddered and turned, well, then you're going to have that exact problem. You're going to have the Earth shudder, and you're going to have some ma- major cataclysm. Right. Well, okay, so is the Earth a lot like those gyroscopes that keep like a motorcycle or a object or a top spinning like up on its axis? Is it is the inside of the Earth spinning, keeping us in that little bit of a wobble or that spin like a top, so we kind of stay on one axis? And because the inside's spinning, that keeps that axis, you know, like on a top, how it starts to wobble a little bit, even though it's spinning really fast. Is that that basically the same idea? 
Um, yeah, I mean, if, if you think of like a gyroscope, it, it, it's spinning really, really, really fast, and it has this magnetic field. Um, mm-hmm. but, but some scientists predict that, hey, look, you know, the, the spinning of the core, the momentum, the inertia of the Earth rotating, revolving around itself is not going right. to stop just because the core stops. Um, right. And, and this is – it makes a lot of sense if you think about it, if you have kind of the, the inertia from the spinning of a gyro – Right, and you have a center ball yeah. that's producing that, and you stop that center ball, the outside still rotates around it, and then you right. flip its yeah. rotation. But if you flip its rotation, then what happens? Does that produce the spin of the Earth to begin rotating in the opposite direction? Um, right now, right? Does the no, sun it still has to go the same the west and set in the <laughs> east? Well, it, first it, of all, for, for the Earth to stop. And then restart going in the other direction. The amount of time it would take it to stop at, you know, however many miles an hour it's spinning, the Earth is spinning right now, to come to a stop, it would superheat that spot with the sun. Like, as it slowed down, it would just cook us. If we would moved any slower, we would have, if the globe was spinning any slower, we would have global warming, not global warming, but global cooking. Like, the side of the Earth that is facing the sun would just be scorched off if we were moving just any slower than what we are now. The yeah, idea that we can, right. yeah, it, it would be so for them to say, "Oh, it's going to stop turning." Okay, well, which side are you going to live on then? You know, <laughs> so there's a lot to that. Um, I know that you guys were talking about a lot of the uh, big money stuff with with uh, Kirk Elliott, mm-hmm. but did you see that stuff about uh, the Veritas or not Project Veritas, but James O'Keefe and BlackRock yesterday? Did you watch uh, any I, of those I videos? Did. I saw some of it. And it, it's quite interesting. Apparently, we can buy a senator for ten thousand dollars. I was thinking about going. That's out it. And doing whoa, yeah, whoa, 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 whoa! Oh, you didn't hear that? Do I have? I have senator money. I have senator buying money. I know, like right? I could go we, out. We and... have senator buying money. And I was like <laughs> thinking, like you know, you wanted the information on the UFOs. We we could right? just go buy a senator for ten thousand dollars and That's get it? all the information on the UFOs we need. I thought these guys would go for a bigger number. I mean, like, hey, man, you're gonna have to put some zeros behind that. Ten thousand. Ten thousand I mean, dollars. You can buy a senator. Own a senator today. Ten thousand dollars. Sponsor your senator today for the information you want leaked out of him. All right. <laughs> if you give ten thousand ten thousand dollars, you get one hundred pages. Your pick. You know of any classified information. Oh, I think that's the Biden. Uh, I think that's the Biden. Uh, it, it's he, they have robocallers calling. Uh, I know you're in China over there. Well, if you'd like to have access to any American top secret documents. Push one. <laughs> Call now. <laughs> they got like info commercials on going there. These U.S. secrets could be yours. You could spend a day in the Penn Fed Center with Biden's uh, documents. <laughs> <laughs> Have right. a whole day by yourself in the, you know, like, what do you, how do you, like, I guess there's a whole advertising process behind that. There must be. Call now in We'll, we'll, you call in the next three minutes, and we'll set, we'll, we'll include a new potholder. You know, I mean, whatever their toaster or something <laughs> they're gonna give them. Call now for an extra five thousand dollars. We'll add three <laughs> congressmen and two. You staffers. want intel? Well, we'll give you the chairman of the intel committee, and Shift will just bend over and give you anything you like. Oh God, man, that guy was—he uh, just makes my skin crawl. Yeah, there's a he has lot kids, of you know that? That make my my skin crawl. So, you know, Shift has got children. Like, he reproduced. What? Didn't? I think he's got kids, doesn't he? I, 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 or tried. I, I know that he liked kids. I didn't know that he had kids. <laughs> oh, yeah, that too. 
Yeah, that the, oh, let's not look up the standard hotel, guys. Don't ever look up the standard hotel. Uh, standard yeah, hotel and Adam Schiff. What does it mean for you? It's a rabbit hole you don't want to go down. Mm-hmm. Well, that's so, that's the crazy part of it. It's so, right out there in front of everybody to read about, and nobody talks about it. Sup, 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 sup. So we have so. John Durham testifying today. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how this is going. Obviously, we're on a show. Durham's testifying right now. Right. But I'm expecting... Uh, they're on break con- right now. They just went to break at the bottom of the hour. So at gotcha. 11.30, they had just gone to break. I'm sure that people are going to get some, some questions answered from this. Specifically, why didn't John Durham, number one, subpoena high-level officials that were involved in this? And secondly produce more indictments against these people that produce treason against our country. I hope that those questions are asked. What about you? Oh, absolutely. I think a lot of it's, it is. I think the stuff that they're trying to... I mean, when you saw a shift trying to cover up poop on a tin roof, um, you could see how desperate they were to not get him to talk. They were, really, they were talking over him. They would ask him a question, and then he would start to answer, and then they would talk over the top of him. Uh, that, oh, reclaiming my time, reclaiming my time. I'm like, well, you're talking over the dude's answer. Like, you asked a question. If you don't want him to really answer, just just answer it for him. You know, uh, but I think that them trying to cover up so hard is really exposing them for the weakness that they really have. So there's just nothing there. And I guess, uh, yeah, they have two kids and a dog. Adam wow. Schiff does. Interesting. Oh, well, girl. Yeah. I'm telling Sorry. you that I think there's some revelations that are going to come out with Durham. Oh, um, yeah. And maybe they need to get uh, Bill Barr in there next. I mean, he's been coming out um, against Donald Trump massively. And we got to remember, Bill Barr is the man who, the day before Epstein apparently committed suicide, Bill Barr is the one who visited him in prison, checked out the facility and said, oh, this is safe and secure. And the next day, Epstein killed himself. And I, I don't Oops. find that anywhere near a coincidence. Bill Barr is uh, a globalist, obviously, or a uh, neocon, if you want to look at it like that. Right. And probably the head of the Republican side of the deep state, because, I mean, just think about that. He goes into the prison, and the next day, Epstein's dead. Uh, come on now. Magic. All right. We'll be right back with Dark Delight Show right after this. Dark Delight on the WYSL stations. So don't ask me no questions, and I won't tell you no lies. All right, welcome back to the Dark Delight Show. How do you know when Adam Schiff is lying to you, Josh? He's speaking, How do you know? He's speaking. Yeah, the old pie hole's moving, huh? All right. All right. Back to work. All right, here we back go. Back to work. Ready? Back to work. Yeah. All right. Well, um, okay, so. Ahead, well, I know you wanted to say something there. Go ahead. No, 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 no. I just, uh, the whole, there, there's just the, the this whole thing with Durham and all the other things that we're seeing right now. I hate that I hate that everybody like looked at the Durham report as like it was nothing. I mean, the, the sad part of it is, I, how do we say nothing's going on? I mean, we know things are happening. We know these things go down, but then to try to create the uh, the dog and pony show we have in Congress, I just it really is just disheartening that we are wasting this time and not really getting great. Um, well, you know what you know what's disheartening is that John Durham came in on October twenty eighth, two thousand seventeen. He finished in 2023. And right. within that, there was only two indictments. Neither one of them, from Deschenko to Sussman, um, had any criminal charges brought against these people. 
or any indictments right. or actually convictions brought against these people. Um, he uncovered a mass ring of uh, Democrat-fueled or lefty-fueled treason and sedition to basically take down a duly elected president. Um, and he, he did nothing. So, yeah, I, I am kind of mad. And I think that his hands were tied. I think that there was people in high places that said, hey, do your report, tell the truth, but uh, if you convict anybody at this high level... Um, expect uh, yourself to disappear. Uh, That's probably what happened to him. And if that's the case, well, I wish that he was a man of his convictions, stood up for what he believed in, and and said, you know what, I'm going to take that risk, and exposed it all, and, you know, took one for the team for the United States of America. Because if that man disappeared, I think that people would start asking questions, and it would be a completely different story. So, you know, I I think that... uh, you know, there there was uh, an injustice done here with the German investigation. And what do you think? His son's doing anything? Because his son's supposed to be involved too. I, I don't know. I well, firstly, we know that there was two Durham investigations. Him and his son were both doing investigations. We haven't heard about the second one. Right. Apparently, this is what they're they're in the conspiracy realms. There is a right. second investigation going on through the other Durham. Hmm. But no one has heard anything about that in years. So I don't know. Right. But, I, you know, I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful that, you know, justice is going to be served at one point or another. Um, but what we need to focus on right now is the situation at hand. And this is that the globalists are planning something. Incredibly large people. I want everybody to be warned here. And I, I mean, I'm not doom and gloom, but I, I, I tend to be sometimes is I believe that there's a massive cyber event inbound. That in the next three to six months, you are going to see something within the grid be taken out. Either whether it's the East Coast grid, something of that nature, a massive cyber terror attack that's going to be blamed on another nation. It will probably prompt war. Um, But from that cyber attack, you're going to see mass chaos be, uh, be fueled throughout the country. Right. And I do believe it's going to be a cyber attack because this is next in line. It makes sense. What are your thoughts, Jim? Well, uh, yeah, they've. I mean, they've been they've been telegraphing this stuff, right? They've been telling us these things are going to happen, and it's not just even whether you want to believe in Q or seventeen or whatever it is. It's really in the idea that you know the, this is stuff that they've. I mean, Klaus Schwab talked about it. Um, his minion, his second guy, whatever that one Harari, he's talked about it. Uh, Bill Gates has talked about. It. They've all talked about these, and yet it's like, you know, it, we know what their plan is going to be, and we have to create the mass confusion. Why? Because you know that way you're fearful, you're off balance, uh, you lose IQ points whenever you're under any type of stress or any type of worry, and uh, they know that. So the more they can keep you in low vibration and out of your sink, then you're going to continue to make bad decisions, and they're going to catch you. Uh, like they may have caught a lot of people off guard with the whole COVID thing. Uh, there was a lot of people that just they were they they had health issues they had worries they didn't want to die and then they thought well maybe I'm just going to do the right thing here and then it ended up being absolutely the wrong thing. Uh, fear is a very useful tool and they're very good at using it. it. It absolutely is, and you know we just had this minor um, cyber attack last week. We're calling it minor. Then we uh-huh. had military exercises going on this weekend, which was kind of coincidental. Now we are moving into summer, the transition into the Fed Now service, which I think is very critical. They want to get that implemented 
before any cyber attacks take place. But just imagine for a moment that the FedNow system gets fully integrated into the big six, goes live in July, and then there's a cyber attack. Now, this last cyber attack, um, they said mm-hmm. that it didn't do much damage. It was kind of like a uh, um, they were trying to lock the computers with ransomware, but it infected a lot of banks, and those banks have not been named. Now, imagine what happens next month. The FedNow system goes live, and then uh-huh. the, that a virus is released into those banks, and ransomware right. comes up. And now all your deposits, all your withdrawals, all of your, your wire transfers, all your ACH transactions can no longer go through. Right. I mean, how does that affect you? How does it affect the average American who most likely doesn't have cash, gold, or silver on hand? Well, it affects 90, probably 95, 98% of us uh, almost immediately that, you know, I say us, but, you know, there's a lot of people that really don't even have, begin to know how to have a separate water source in their own house. Let's say you live in an apartment. Do you even have a case of water? Do you have a jug of water? Do you have ability to store water long term? Do you have water purification tablets? Do you have things that are going to allow you to be able mm-hmm. to, to eat and drink? Let's say you got all the food stores in the world, but if you ain't got clean potable water that you can actually use to cook that food with, then <laughs> what good does it do you? If you're living in a high rise in the middle of a, a high, you know a, a downtown metropolis, whatever it is, where are you going to get water? Because that water doesn't go up the top of that 30th floor by gravity. <laughs> you know, there's, there's jockey pumps, electricity, and all kinds of other things that have to be involved to get your water that high up to, in those sites, those big buildings. I mean, what are you doing? And so those are things you have to think about. I mean, what is it we talked about a few months ago? Have you played End of Days? You know, when you just right. turn the power off for the weekend? <laughs> See That's if a good you can idea. I'm going to do that this weekend. It's going to be Uh-oh. like 90, but why not? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. man. What, what are we in for, man? I mean, you know, listen. If these people could just be honest with us, seriously, I mean, I'm dead serious about this. Imagine yeah. if, like, the global elite and stuff like that stood up and said, "Hey, we're just going to be honest with you. We want to form a world government, and we want to do the, we want to get it implemented the best way possible. There, it's just, it's just going to happen eventually. So let's start building this now, and let's all work together. And you know, we want everybody's input in every country. And yes, you can retain your, you know, like, come on and just say that. Like instead of like beating around the bush and trying to form some totalitarian government through coup style. Right. Like, I, I mean, if they were just, hey, guys, listen, there's, um, you know, I guarantee you there's there's millions of liberals throughout this world that love this planet and think global climate change is real, that they would right. willfully remove themselves from this planet to save it. Yeah. And if they came out, hey, guys, the, the, the world is overpopulated. We need to get rid of quite a few million. Who volunteers? And these people would be like, me. You know, Who like, wants to take a ride to the Titanic real quick? Who wants yeah. to go down there with us? <laughs> oh, that's that's a different story in its own. Isn't it? Oh, my goodness. A billionaire is uh, on this thing and goes down there and gets stuck. Oh, yeah. I, I'm pretty sure that big boom with that torpedo that hit it was it getting stuck. All right. Yeah. Jim's going to join you for guys for the next hour. I'm out for the day. Have a great day. This is the Dark Delight Show. We'll see you tomorrow. See you, man.
There's a conspiracy afoot that's pulling the world into darkness. Information is the new battlefield. Propaganda, disinformation, and media manipulation dominate the minds of the public. Join us on the Dark to Light Show as we remove the head of the snake and expose media censorship, social and cultural engineering, and the unfolding global conspiracy of the New World Order. All right, welcome back to the Dr. Light Show. I'm your host, your Jim Price, on your extended lunch hour here, WYSL. Guys, thank you for being around. Uh, you know, we, we we talk about so many different things. I know that I, with our questions, we you know, I ask Josh or back and forth, and a lot of these things you can really get spun off on. You, know, you start talking about the Schumann residence and how the, you know, the Earth is actually, you know, uh, has a frequency that can be monitored and this kind of thing. Even NASA has a full report out on this. Uh, this is uh, Fernando... Uh, Robert Fernando, he uh, and Henry Henry uh, Frederick of uh, NASA, they actually uh, put together a an entire document that talks about the Schumann resonance and all those things. And yeah, there's a lot of things to try to catch up on. And hey, I, I guys, that six, seven, eight years ago, you know, I, you couldn't t- you couldn't talk to me about this stuff. I mean, I was out there. Remember, guys, I told you I was the guy back in the early '90s who saw the the commercial. I'm sure it was late night or whenever it was. And the guy was like, send 1995 to P.O. Box, blah, 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 to get the VHS copy of the moon landing was fake. Or did we go to the moon? That's what it was. Did we get to the moon? Did we go to the moon? And uh, I bothered to write it down. I had never done it before in my life. I never did like the, you know, the mail off stuff or any of that kind of weird stuff. I never did that. You know, I didn't get the x-ray glasses from the back of uh, Popular Mechanics. Uh, but they had this, so I, I, I sent it off and I, I had to get, get a money order and all this. And I sent it off and I got the VHS tape in the mail. And I remembered it very distinctly. I was, I sat down and I watched this and I watched, it. I don't think I even watched it with my wife at the time. And I just sat there and I watched this thing and I'm like, wow. I mean, this was on, we're not talking HD cameras and HD TV with all this other stuff, but at the same time, I watched that back in the early nineties. And so I always had a little bit of this discomfort or this uneasiness with the with the world around us and what we've been told, and really the lies we've had to live, and uh, and so I've had to undo a lot of things I've wanted to to. I mean, I wanted to believe, guys. I wanted to believe in Santa Claus. Oh, I wanted Santa Claus to be it, right? I wanted to I want the Easter Bunny. You know, I want the Tooth Fairy. Yay, Tooth Fairy. You know, because back then it was it was simpler times. You know, there was it was a lot it was a lot easier to kind of digest the world around you, even though. We weren't digesting it, and we weren't doing well, and we were very inflamed and bruised and used and and just exhausted, and we didn't realize it. Well, now that I've had to relearn a lot of things, and I've I've learned about the Schumann resonance, and I and I've I've gone down the paths of understanding. Like when I was putting in ground penetrating radar, I didn't know about the tunnels. Tunnels, I knew about the tunneling. I knew that we had other countries that had boring machines that were willing to bore clear into the middle of America to come up underneath one of our command centers and actually manipulate that building or take over that building or collapse that building because we've been doing that everywhere across the globe ourselves. You know, a lot of times when you see these buildings that do collapse, you know, and suddenly we have these big sinkholes or we have this little vibration here or there. I think there's so many of those answers that are right there in front of us that the governments have been doing this and they, these guys are doing their duty. They're doing their duty because they've been so – one of the brilliant things, it is brilliant but also counterproductive, is compartmentalism. 
within the government. And within the government, you know, when I, I did my part of the of my project, when I did the I designed it and built it and then trained the military how to use it, I knew cradle to grave. I didn't I didn't know one part of the 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 blast proofing, bulletproofing, shelter in place, the the security protocols that are required to to do these command centers. I didn't know one section of it. I knew it all. I had to know from how you designed the building, how the building was put together, but also how it operated at the end. And I was that guy. But I never really paid attention to the tunnel part. I'm putting in ground penetrating radar to make sure that no bad guys are getting to us. Not realizing, not really thinking about it. And I did this for 18 years, up through 2016. I didn't know about the tunnels until 2017. And and that was uh, the middle of 2017 was when I actually learned about the tunnels. And I'm like, ugh. And I really just I haven't really talked about it publicly and probably till the last year of saying, guys, listen, this was my job was to make sure that other countries weren't coming into our country and undermining under our buildings the way we do to everybody else. But at the same time, I don't think we realize when people talk about the dumbs, the deep underground military bases those they they the, they don't realize how these actually when when we talk about the dumbs it's not like there's one or two and it's not like it's like oh you know I know about NORAD and you know oh I know about this these you know military bases in the side of the mountain I get it I know what those are about no 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 I'm telling you guys there is absolutely a network when we think about things, we know what's going on underneath the earth more than we've ever told Americans or the population of the earth. And I've had to redo my mental history. And I say mental history, well, I want you guys to listen to me when I say this. Like the, Your mental history is literally what you keep referring back to as you know that 4th of July is the Independence Day. Your mental history is that somewhere around in December there, that's, that's Jesus' birthday, even though we know it's in September or October. Um, that, that's when we celebrate it because it's the equinox uh, between uh, the fall and winter solstice, right? The new sun. Or wait, no, is it, is it the new sun or is it Jesus' birthday? Or wait, what, what did we really do there? See, when we go back and we have to rewrite that mental history and we have to go back and question, it does cause, it's like a breakup. You're going to feel depressed. You're going to feel angry. You're going to want to negotiate. You're going to want to figure it out. Well, maybe if we, oh, I'll, admit to, I'll admit to the tunnels, but I won't admit to the Catholic Church. Or a problem, or I'll, I'll admit to the Catholic Church issue, but I don't believe there's tunnels. Or I don't. Well, Adam Schiff is bad, but not that bad. Or Hillary Clinton is evil, but not real evil. See, the problem is that's called negotiation. You're trying to figure out how to make that transition of your past history, your what you thought was factual. When you have to renegotiate that in your head, you start negotiating with yourself to create that you know soft landing, and that's what our minds do automatically. And so when we think about how, you know, like, like I said, I, I, I am so proud of us in so many ways that back in 2016, when I told people that, you know, that's not factually accurate, this is not what, this is not accurate, that they, this is not who I am, I didn't do this, they got my name correct, and that's about it, they don't even have the right dates. People didn't want to hear that. But nowadays, when we talk about Roger Stone being raided by the FBI at 6 a.m. and CNN just happened to be outside to record it, or the fact that there was a pipe bomber back in 2018 that never went to trial, never went to court, has not served a day in jail or a sentence. Or the guy who was sending pipe bombs to Hillary Clinton and uh, you know Soros and Nancy Pelosi and and the the Capitol, but and the guy that had the Trump stickers, all the Dodge van that was on the back of a, a car hauler. 
See, well, I could sit here and I could point all these things out to you. And we have to start realizing that, you know, the space, the, the space shuttle stuff, the challengers, all that stuff, the explosion stuff. Hey, I, I, I was there with you. 9-11, I was there with you. But the sad part of it is 2016 was my huge, I was already, I was already there, guys. I was already there in a lot of ways, but I was doing better living through chemistry. I was, but I was starting to get on my health track a little bit, starting to f- turn things around. And guys, I'm since 2016, I have really been working hard to do a lot of mental rewriting and a lot of, you know, rewriting how my body operates, my minerals, my, you know, my body chemistry, make sure that I'm getting my body back to what it should be. But in 2016, I couldn't have certain conversations with certain people because they just weren't willing to hear it. Now we have had these amazing conversations, not only on this show, but in, gen- in events across this country. I have, I've got a, I, I didn't realize I put all my lanyards together for the different places I've spoke at. Uh, been media at, you know, these different things where I've, you know, been part of these big events. And I've got a lot of them hanging here in my studio now. And I didn't realize how much traveling I have actually done and how when I even when I first started traveling a few years ago and doing speaking events and going across and doing small groups, 10, 20 people at a, a county, you know, Republicans meeting or, a you know, whatever it is, you know, I, I the, some conversations I have with people, they couldn't take it. They would really, now, jam. You know, that's, oh, well, come on. But we've done an amazing job of normalizing the conversation to actually speak the truth to even to each other, to be a part of something right in front of our faces. Like we can say, okay, listen, this is what's really going on. And it's not, it's not something to be ashamed of that you've got it wrong in the past. What should you should be ashamed of is if you don't change your future, you don't change your present thought process. And the stuff that me and, and Josh talk about, like, you know, I say, we'll, we'll go back to the Schumann, uh, Schumann um, residence. This is actually kind of a neat thing that, you know, even, you know, we, we, we went out and found the information from NASA. We found the information from other scientists. We found these things. We found out the residence on the Earth has, has changed and that there was some geometric shapes. The sounds themselves were making certain geometric shapes. That means there was a certain amount of harmony. But what if they've kept us in such disharmony? And just so much dis, like, uh, I don't know how you say dis any more times, but uh, keeps you completely imbalanced. No matter what it is, you're like, oh, I got it now. Oh, you're getting hit in the back of the head. Oh, no, I'm balanced. I got it. Oh, you get hit in the right head. Oh, you know, you're just, you're trying to keep your, your gloves up, but you're just, it's like you're fighting in the dark against 12 people. You just don't know who's hitting and kicking you next. And that's why they do what they do. That's why they untuned our music. That's why they untuned our education process to what really works for us. That's why they've really created the resonance in the earth not to create geometric shapes of harmony, but actually spikes of static. See, this is why we, when we think about the world around us and why they continue to lie, Adam Schiff is literally, literally the biggest, one of the biggest criminals I know on earth. And I am not big on over, over prosecution. I'm not big on over, you know, overcharging, but when we don't do the basics, the simple stuff, then that gives Adam Schiff that ticket to ride, and we've got to call him out on that. All right, guys, a commercial break coming up. We'll be right back. Dark Delight on the WYSL stations. Oh, the heat is on. Man, I tell you what, uh, what an appropriate song here. We got... Uh, the Gateway Pundit put out an article today, uh, and this is from Jim Hoft. He's, I've actually met him. Pretty cool guy. Uh, a lot of the guys over there at uh, Gateway Pundit, really, really nice people. 
Uh, today marks the anniversary. Now, guys, listen, it's happy Greta Thunberg Day. Uh, those of you that are up there putting up your American flag for Pride Month, uh, you need to go ahead and get yourself a Greta Thunberg flag and fly it on uh, June 21st, because June 21st of 2018, she made a bold claim on Twitter stating that the humanity had a narrow five-year window to stop the use of fossil fuels or face inevitable, inevitable extinction. Um, a top client scientist, uh, climate scientist is warning that climate change will wipe out all of humanity unless we stop using fossil fuels over the next five years. Well, Greta, that didn't age real well, did it, sweetheart? I appreciate uh, your sentiment, but I'm going to go with this, guys. And I think I've talked about this on the show before. I have a, I have a, a daughter who uh, is deaf. Uh, my wife at the time got sick in uh, the third trimester, and it caused the deafness. And, you know, as a, as a person who sees what the difficulties are for communication with the deaf, we got her a cochlear implant so she could hear. But the idea that people were out there using someone with a disability to, you know, get themselves a couple free dinners or a couple flights around the globe or whatever it is they were looking for. Remember the whole boat thing that she was going to do? She was going to sail a boat from uh, Europe to America because, you know, that saves the whales or some crap. But then she had like a seven or eight, 12 man boat crew that actually sailed the boat for her. So she was just a participant or an occupant of the boat. Anyway, um, this whole thing didn't age very well for her. And and the fact that there's people out there who are, and I'm going to go with her mother. Uh, Her mother is the only one that's in the scene. You didn't see the father doing this. And again, this kind of track, the parallel between this and the drag show thing where moms are taking little kids, boys and girls to watch men gyrate sexually over the top of little children. These women really need to rethink their their decision-making paradigms here. This is like, why is it that Greta Thunberg's mother is not a, a you know being questioned? Why do you want your daughter paraded around the world preaching about something that she doesn't quite fully understand, but she's able to regurgitate it because of her autism and to put her out there? I think it's very abusive. No different than whoever it is that's playing. I, I think if it's Joe Biden's twin brother that's doing the pedo in chief thing, I mean, yeah, he's he's a pretty good actor. No different than how Governor Cuomo or guys, Governor Cuomo, yeah, Governor Cuomo got an acting um, trophy or statue. He got an Emmy for his portrayal of a leader during a pandemic. You, you know, your guys' governor got a trophy from the, you know, he got, it was an Academy Award, the one, yeah, the Academy Award, an Oscar. Was it an Oscar? Well, I don't know what those are. I don't, you know what? I've never watched those shows. I never gave two craps about them. I don't know what the Oscars, the Emmys, the Grammys, the whatever it is, the Emmys, whatever Emmy they got, whatever, statue he received but he was received an acting statue an award for his portrayal of a leader during a pandemic this is this is sad i mean cuomo was an idiot too and he got you know paraded around as being your guys as you know new york's savior right gonna save the world lock it all down we don't need your we don't need your health boat ship over there in the new york harbor we need to we need to do it all on our own put everybody in these nursing homes and Greta Thunberg's person, whoever's the handler, really should be ashamed of themselves. You know, the, the, the idea that this girl's gone up there and done all these things, quote-unquote, got arrested. She'd never been arrested. She was escorted off the property and at some protest where it was all big photo op. Um, anyway, but we we got people like Cuomo and who was the other? Who was that? You guys as New York mayor, uh, de Blasio, that guy. Whoo. You guys will get a free cheeseburger and a hamburger if you get this government chemical in your arm. What kind of weirdo crap is that? 
But anyway, it, this this I just don't like the whole charade that they put these people on. The fact they're using a disabled person, uh, just like they're using Joe and what whoever else is doing all these other things. When all this stuff finally comes out and we have to really have these conversations, I hope we're able to do this nicely. But continuing on to the corruption or the stupidity in motion called the Ukrainian offensive or defensive or money pit or money laundering machine, whatever you want to call it. Department of Defense overestimated the value of the weapons sent to Ukraine by $6.2 billion over the last two years. A spokesman said Tuesday, adding that the extra cash would be uh, allocated to further aid. So listen, <laughs> our Pentagon, again, I don't know how these people are bad with math. I've done defense contracting, I said, for almost 18 years. I was in there. You know, I was doing the bids. I was doing the payouts. I was doing all this stuff. And I'm going to tell you, if you don't have all your due diligence right, you're not going to get paid. You're not going to get the contract. You have to have all this transparency with these government contracts. But yet our government sent a whole bunch of equipment over to Ukraine to, quote, unquote, fight the Russians. Um, we're not fighting. We're, the, the Russians are fighting the Gazarian Mafia, and they're just using our equipment. Anyway, the idea that we misevaluated. So we approved, let's say, the $200 billion to Ukraine, like we've said we have. And everybody's like, well, we haven't done $200 billion, Jim. It's only uh, $120 billion. Or, well, no, you guys got to do all the other Little paychecks, little caveats, the humanity, humanitarian aid, the ammunition, the cash, the FTX money, all that. The $200 million that we sent over there, our Pentagon, just like the $1.2 trillion that the Pentagon lost the day before 9-11. Yeah, don't worry about that. Uh, we've lost $6.2 billion of accounting accuracy because when we sent over the crates of bullets and bombs and helicopters and trucks and tanks and whatever else we you know the battery the ballistic batteries we've sent over there somehow some way we miscalculated not 20 bucks not $200 not even $2000 i mean you know maybe not even $10,000 2.6 so I'm sorry sorry sorry, sorry wait, wait i got those backwards a little dyslexia this morning 6 $2 billion. We overgave. We overgave an equipment according to what was authorized by Congress, which means that someone screwed up to the tune of $6.2 billion. Do you hear anybody getting fired? Do you hear anybody getting laid off or getting suspended or getting a write up or you know being demoted or anything like that about this six point two I'm sorry, six point two billion dollars just we accidentally gave them too much stuff. Now think about that. This is your government, guys. $6.2 billion. There's only 330 million Americans. Okay? 330 million Americans. Let's say that we gave everybody, uh, so 330 million, times that by three. We're at, um, we're at, let's see, let's see, 100 million, 303 million. So that's a billion. Okay, so if I gave everybody, every man, woman, and child in America a dollar, see, three dollars, that would be three billion, or that'd be a billion. I need to get to six, so three times six. So I gave everybody 18 bucks. So it cost everybody an extra 18 bucks to send uh, their money to Ukraine. So that's not bad. I mean, when you really walk it out like that, it's, I mean, it's just 6.2 billion dollars. What could you guys even do with 6.2 billion dollars? 
I mean, how many bridges can you build with that? That's just ridiculous. How many, how many, how many freeways could we actually put concrete in instead of asphalt? How many ditches could we dig out? How many, you know, how many kids could we send to a school of their choice with their money that paid into tax? Oh, wait, that's not the only stuff here. But think about that. $6.2 billion. We just, yeah, over two years. By the way, it took them two years to find this out. They're two years late on the accounting. How much money do you have in the Pentagon that when you're looking at your balance sheet and the, ba- you know, you pull up your old, uh, you pull up your account on your phone there. You're like, you're pulling, okay, oh, I got to check out my, I got to see if I got some money in the bank here. I got, you know, see if that check went through. Uh, let's see what I got here. And uh, you're like, hey, everything looks fine. I don't, I don't even notice the $6.2 billion of evaluated equipment missing from my inventory. I didn't even notice it. I've got so much inventory. I have so many zeros in my checking account. I didn't even notice $6.2 billion missing. Well, that's magic, isn't it? I mean, seriously, that's that's got to be... Uh, <laughs> so, oh, wait, here we go. The Pentagon previously dis, uh, disclosed that an accounting error... An accounting error? That's not even like a decimal point off. Like we moved the decimal point off one. I mean, you lost $6.2 billion and you're saying it's a counting error? I mean, isn't that what we call, you know, uh, tax, you know, like what, 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 what? I guess that's why they gave uh, old Hunter Biden that, that low little sentence on his old tax evasion thing. I mean, because the Pentagon does it. So what's the big deal if, <laughs> if, if he does it, right? So anyway, let's read this part here. Uh, let's see. It was an accounting error. And uh, let's see, where is it at? Okay, previously disclosed, the accounting error produced nearly $3 billion in discrepancies. The Associated Press reported further review of the error exposed $3.6 billion uh, uh, overvaluation of weapons in 2023 and $2.6 billion in 2022. Well, valuation? Now we're just guessing? I guess it's that Common Core math thing, right? All right, guys, we've got coverage for a break coming up here at WISL. We'll be right back in a few minutes. Dark Delight on the WISL stations. Well, that's me. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome back to the show. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm your host, Jim Price, the Dark Delight Show. Thank you so much for being here. You know, this is, uh, I, I don't, I shouldn't have, I shouldn't have to over explain all this stuff, but I really do. And, uh, the sad part of it is, is that this is what, like I said earlier, this is the, the this unbalanced life that they have made us live in. And, uh, we don't want to talk about this like, oh, well, we, you know, no, we control our life. We live life with purpose, Jim. You, they don't tell me what to do or how to live, you know, do this. Well, remember that two weeks to slow the curve? That we played right into their hands. We, we and I say we. I, I am including all Americans, and that's me. And uh, yes, I I did worry about my judgment when I told people back in March of 2020. I started the. I, I was doing my radio show, and I started doing the daily update. I do it 4 p.m. Central every day, and I've been doing it now for over three years. Every every Monday through Friday. And I get on here, and I and I have great interviews, but I, I do talk about this stuff in length about. You know, let's do things to make ourselves better. Let's heal our bodies, do all these things. But they had me questioning even 
I was not living in fear, but I was still living in fear. That sounds counterintuitive, right? Doesn't sound like I'm contradicting myself. But when I say that I'm living, I was living in fear because I didn't want to be wrong because I knew they were wrong and I knew what they were doing was wrong. But I wanted to make sure that I was giving people at least the option to think of something different or think of an alternative or just don't get wound right into what it is. You know, like, oh, we don't go headlong into this. Oh, we're all going to die. And I didn't want people to be ruthless, right? I didn't want them, uh, you know, I didn't want them to be unsafe. So, you know, riding a roller coaster with a seatbelt on, probably a great idea. I don't have a problem with that. And so I was trying to like figure out how to say, okay, listen, we do this. Uh, let's talk this way. You know, okay, let's say guys, HCQ, I, uh, ivermectin, you know, what we can do with, you know, zinc and iodine, high levels of vitamin C and vitamin D, getting in the sun, being outside. And so that's, I mean, they, they accelerated my process of learning about all these things from you. We do have a caller coming in. Uh, John, are you there? Yeah. Yeah, John? Jim, I am. Uh, listen, you're All talking right, John, about don't the Ukraine. Oh, don't tell me where you left me, John. Oh, there he is. Oh, yeah, I'm here. Hey, buddy. <laughs> okay. Hey, man, how you doing? Good. Good to see you, sir. But listen, uh, you were talking about Ukraine and uh, the waste over there, 6.5 right. million, whatever it is. Uh, we shouldn't have been there to begin with. Uh, Obama and Biden uh, instigated that whole situation. And Trump had it under control after Obama left office. I know you know all this, but uh, it really irritates the heck out of me that these poor people, uh, the Ukrainians and the Russians, have to go through this crap, and uh, the American public is getting screwed by uh, the Biden and Obama administration. But the thing I wanted to talk about, I heard today that uh, John Eastman uh, he's probably going to lose his law license in California. And mm-hmm. uh, over over January 6th, uh, they say he instigated it or was part of the instigation of that that riot, that insurrection. Right. And uh, I'll tell you, it really is disconcerting to think about what has happened to Trump allies. He's, his, his, Trump's attorneys, I think three of them, starting with Michael Cohen, Giuliani, uh, Eastman, whatever, uh, they've lost, Trump lost his privilege of uh, attorney-client privilege and confidentiality. That's something that should be uh, a religion in the United States, where what you say to your attorney is confidential, and vice versa. And that, to me, that, that undermines the Republic, it undermines the Constitution. To me, it's it's completely wrong. What are your thoughts? Well, absolutely. When you think about the fact that everybody wants to know everybody's absolute business, right? They want to be in everybody's business. They want to know everything, including what is bothered to be the privacy between an attorney and its client. No different than a lot of the things that we do within our we call it the bedroom talk, you know, the pillow talk stuff. Those are supposed to be things that are supposed to be sacred, and we're supposed to have our privacy. But when we know, when you can question, you say, well, hey, Jim, how do you feel about that? What is your perspective on that? The fact that you can even say, well, is there a perspective on it shows that we're not doing it right at all. 
that we are not keeping people's privacy. We're not doing that. And the reason that it was so important for the forefathers to create privacy is because they knew what it was like for the crown to come in and just destroy you and accuse you of things without you ever having a chance to defend yourself. So privacy between an attorney, client, that's a huge deal. Privacy in your own home, huge deal. Again, it's your life, and the government should not give two craps about what you're doing in your daily life. Well, that, that, when you think about it, that is so devious, so yeah. treasonous to undermine that privilege between a client and his attorney. It's, and they did yeah. it to Trump three or four times, or maybe even more now. It's, it's yeah. unbelievable to me. And for the New York State to uh, take away Julie, Rudy Giuliani's uh, license to practice law, looks like they're going right. to do it to John Eastman. It's, what the heck, man? Yeah. When we have lost our way, when we don't respect each other and each other's decisions or even mental processes, that means that I need to affect how you think. That's pretty uh, That's pretty narcissist or even misogynist or uh, sadomasochist, meaning that I like to see your pain, so I want to know what your inner thoughts are to create that pain inside of you. I'll tell you, Jim, there should have been an insurrection, an actual insurrection January 6th. That, that was... The voter fraud, uh, nobody knew at that point the extent of the voter fraud. Although I, I did watch uh, the hearings that were held in November and December in the battleground state on C-SPAN uh-huh. and some other networks, uh, I knew that the, the evidence was overwhelming just from right. those hearings. And now we're finding out other things, and you brought it out in your show couple weeks or last week regarding the uh, the uh, uh, U.S. Postal Service truck. They went from uh, New oh, York yeah. to uh, Philadelphia or Harrisburg with all these yeah. uh, fake votes. Uh, 200 and some odd thousand. Yeah. Listen, I'll let you go, and hopefully I'll see you in July. Oh, yeah, John. Look forward to it. Bring the family. Come early, stay late. I'm looking forward to meeting you, sir. All right, buddy. Have a good one. You too, bud. We'll see you. Well, again, you know, he's talking about, you know, all these interconnected pieces, right? And if we're not, like, I don't know, I, I, this is, I guess we're going to have to start writing down on a big dry erase board or a string wall where we start putting pictures and putting the strings tying into each other. And just remember how many of these strings touch and how many were in, intertwined with it. Let me give you a little bit of a, an article here that's talking about BlackRock is going to get the reconstruction contract for Ukraine. Philip uh, Hindelbrand, BlackRock's vice chair, said so many of today's long-term challenges are being addressed through blended finance, and this is one. We need these vehicles to mobilize capital at scale. He's He's referring to going in and rebuilding the financial institutions within Ukraine. I mean, this is... (laughs) This is what they're doing. Like, this is... It's right in front of us. It was all about going in there. Yeah, the Gazarian Mafia is in there doing their part to fight the Russian Mafia so that they can cover up for Americans. By the way, we, okay, when we say Gazarian Mafia, remember this. This is more of like hired hitmen. This is, the, this is the pirates of the sea. This is the mercenaries, the people who take a paycheck to go and fight a battle that's not theirs but for somebody else. So they take two, $300,000 a year per man and go over and do you know black ops stuff in Afghanistan and Iraq and 
Kazakhstan, all these different places, and including Ukraine. And if you look at the people that were fighting in Ukraine, we're not really fighting the Ukrainian mafia or Ukrainian military. We're fighting the Gazarian mafia, which the mafia, again, like I said, is a is a soup pot, a stew pot, a, a big you know whole you know everything bagel. That there's all these different mercenaries from across the globe that are using the military equipment brought to them by different parts of the globe, you know, Europe and America and others. That they're going in and fighting the Russians, but the Russians are just pushing back the Gazarian Mafia back out of Ukraine and pushing them south and getting them out of there so that they can actually have back Ukraine. By the way, Ukraine was never not part of Russia. It still is part of Russia. Everybody's like, well, there's a president and there's all this other stuff. No, 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 no. Go look at their charter papers, guys. They can put as many figureheads up there and titles and all this other stuff, and they can make people think there's a presidency, but they do follow the under the authority of Russia. And the UN recognizes that, and so does NATO. But we don't have that conversation. We just keep talking about how Ukraine needs its freedom. Well, Ukraine needs its freedom so we can keep covering up our dirty laundry there. But BlackRock is already talking about this. is uh, Philip Hildebrand. This is Hildebrand is actually the vice chair of BlackRock talking about they're going to go in there and set up with J.P. Morgan. They're going to go in there and create a new banking system. They're going to go in there and they're going to set them up and then rebuild it all and so they can make money on it. No different than Halliburton and others who went back in Afghanistan was taking over the oil fields and just saw right there in front of you. Let me give you, I'm going to go to, we're going to go to commercial break here, but I got a story about solar panels, which I know you guys love solar there in New York. So, this is going to be a good one. we got a commercial break coming up. We'll be right back. Dark Delight on the WYSL stations. What do you mean it's not going to shine anymore? We're going to put a billion dollars into some solar panels. Yeah. Wee. Let me tell you guys, I lived through the Obama administration's version of this, Okay. And when I was in the, doing the DOD contracting for them, I, I was tasked with uh, putting in solar arrays that would go in and be able to put enough power into the building to operate the building. Now, let me – now, t- technology in solar panels has not gone anywhere basically in 50 years. What we thought of what we knew solar panels were 50 years ago is literally, guys, what we are today. There's, there's nothing new under the sun. No, Jim, you don't understand. We got better storage capacity and conversion rates. And no, 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 no. Don't do that. Now you can build up a power passively, and it's not going to be able to run a sawmill or a steel refinery or anything like that. You, you know, yeah, you can do some passive stuff and do sto- storage, but the amount of low voltage that is actually created through solar panels. Guys, I had to learn all this stuff. See, guys, I had a, I had a, I was that guy, right? I, I like to know the system so that when I went to write contracts with these subcontractors to put things in and do different tasks, that they met the requirements that I needed for safety protocols, but also meant the function of the building. So yes, I became an expert in fiber optic, in data, in, in data security, in actual, you know, solar panel and wind generation and all these different things. I had to be that guy. It wasn't an option. That's what I was paid to do. I was that guy in the military contracting world that I was that good. And I'm going to tell you this low-voltage systems we have. Well, no, the Tesla panel is going to be really great. It stores all this power. Guys, you have to have storage banks of batteries that do low-conversion battery storage and low-conversion electrical discharge. Getting the the power into the battery, you lose power. Storing the power in the battery, you lose power. Discharging the power out of the battery, you lose power. 
and then the device gets the power it needs. So you have not only a low voltage source, the transference of that into the battery loses voltage, then storing it loses it, then discharging it loses it, then finally your blender gets to use it. Guys, I worked on these, and I worked on these installations, and I tried so hard, but we were spending more on the solar panel. We were doing full building remods, refurbicate, you know, uh, you know, putting them into a new function, different things like that, building new buildings, and the solar array that they would put on these buildings would cost more than the entire remodel. We would have to dedicate an entire room, sometimes 10 by 15, sometimes 20 by 20, for the storage the storage of the, the electricity in these batteries to create a functioning room that could you know, keep these buildings, quote-unquote, off the grid. And it didn't work. I'm going to tell you right now, and I've said this a thousand times, I'll say it again, capacitors are the way to go. We should be using capacitors with our stereos. We should be using capacitors with our electric vehicles, Not never using batteries. Capacitors, you guys start looking into capacitors, you'll be amazed at why we don't use capacitors all the time. A capacitor stores, gains the, the electrical charge and stores it and discharges it at such a higher rate to solar and to wind generation. It's like, why do we use regular lithium, rather regular acid batteries when capacitors do the same thing far more efficiency, eff- efficiently at a greater capacity, all these other things. And you, with a milk jug, you can actually power almost an entire house, a milk jug-sized capacitor. And it can be stored. Power is stored in capacitors. Now, it can't be stored long-term, but most of the time we're charging and discharging power out of those batteries anyway. But what I'm telling you guys is decades of experience out there in the real world where the government was mandating or telling everybody, we've got to get everything on solar, which is only just a nice little caveat job for the solar industry trying to pump some more money into the money laundering machine. There is no value to these panels. There's no value to these long-term storage batteries. There really isn't. Now, if you want to do a small array on your house and you want to do a little passive this and that, and you're not you know, one or two people in the home, you could probably get away with it. But if you got kids, if you've got a shop, if you've got a welding machine, you've got all these other things that you use around your, your house, you're not going to pull it off. You can't run a welder on solar panels. I'm just going to let you know right now. You can't run these laser, you know, laser cutoff machines or you know, these high-pressure water jet machines, all this stuff. You can't run them on solar. And so this whole thing is just absolutely bass-ackwards, and I don't know why we don't talk about this. But they're going to throw another billion dollars at it. You know, your General Service Administration, your GSA, which mans the U.S. government's properties, is planning to make 100 federal facilities all electric and 28 net zero emissions on a budget of a trillion or a billion dollars. Now, the, see, the problem with that is, is it doesn't work. The, okay, wind generation in Kansas. I live in Kansas. We have wind here. We have wind here. It's just a matter of like, like there's just always wind. There's always wind. We're used to it, right? But even in Kansas, there's only 50 24-hour days in the year that is wind viable for wind generation. And again, even solar generation, we only have about 100 to 150 days of solar generation days that actually gives you enough to actually power anything. So that means that more than half of the rest of it, I got to get a power from somewhere else. And the, the battery storage things is really toxic. It's really bad. Do you guys have a laundry room worth of uh, space to just give away in your house for your your battery storage? 
See, this is where this, when you, when it's not your money, when you've never worked for it, you never created money, you never created value, you never created a job, you never created anything in your life, and all you've done is just sucked off the government for every dollar you've ever made in your life, Joe Biden. Well, then you don't know how to make money. You don't know what it really means, what it really costs to gain money, what the blood, sweat, and tears, what it's like to go out and dig a hole and try to make money and put up fence or put a roof on. They don't understand the capacity of why it's why these people complain about working a hard day's life when they've lived in a 72-degree office their entire life. They've never had a paper cut because they don't even bother to lift a pen. I mean, this is where I'm talking about, guys, that we have people that are so disconnected from reality that if you had anybody, anybody, I could walk anybody. I don't care. I'll walk Greta Thunberg through, and obviously she, she wouldn't know what I'm talking about, but I can walk anybody through, even the greatest Solar, per, you know, you know. Oh, I'm an advocate for solar. I can still walk them through through and show them in a quick second that it's a failed technology. It's all a money grab, and the fact that solar panels, the moment they are produced, are toxic waste that they have to be removed and put into special storage facilities for toxic waste when they're destroyed, when they no longer work. And by the way, electrical pan these uh, solar panels can just stop working for no good reason. Just like a, you know, just like, you know, just like the old solenoids in a, in a car, you know, you remember the how, you know, the 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 capacitor would go out on a car, just suddenly just quit going. Well, there's no moving parts there, just the electrical device quit working. What do you think a solar panel is? It is an electrical device, and it can decide to quit working whenever it wants to. And so, if you're sitting there relying on this, and you don't have a backup, and you're having to, you know, you have to climb up on the roof and get all this stuff taken down and replugged in. Get it? I get it. There's some cool things coming out. They have shingles and other things that are out there, but it's still low voltage, guys. It's still a passive source of electricity, and your government is going to spend another billion dollars chasing this down. I mean, I guess it's not the you know 6.2 billion that we lost to Ukraine with missed accounting, but this is again, this is this problem. We don't know enough, and so they dazzle us with BS and tell us how they're going to stop you know all this carbon emissions and all that. Do you realize that we have more trees in America than we admit in their studies of carbon? Do you know that more, that, I'm sorry, that we have more trees that absorb carbon than the amount of carbon that we admit as Americans? Did you know that? Like the, the trees that we have in America are doing more good than we can do harm on any given year. Like even in our best polluted, you know, we're just out there just, Killing it, right? We're just burning everything down and coal fires and everything, which we don't. But, you know, the idea that we have more trees doing just the trees. I don't talk about grass or gardens or vines or grapes or, you know, any of that. I'm just talking about the basic trees in America. They're scrubbing the atmosphere for carbon, CO2, faster than we can admit it. And that goes for the globe as well. That goes for the Amazon. That goes for all these different places across the globe that have lush environments that are soaking up this CO2, and sometimes they're starving for CO2 because there's just not enough of it out there. The only thing that limits our vegetation from growing is the lack of CO2. And that's a real fact. You could, you could look it up. Why do greenhouses pump CO2 into the greenhouse? Because it feeds the plant. It feeds the plant better than nitrogen. But yet we want to run around and say, oh, block out the sun. And How are we going to block out the sun and have solar panels? Uh, these are all questions for another day, guys. It's been fantastic having you. Thank you guys so much for the call today. appreciate you guys being here. Remember, the future is a reflection of your heart now. Get your heart in the right place every day, being better than it was the day before. You guys are the answer out there. Thank you so much for being here. I'm your host, Jim Price, of Dark Delight Show. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Bye-bye.